0: While you've been out on the road
1: Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of
0: you What you
1: need? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Now that the show's underway, I guess we can't call. Thursday, everyone, this is my fourth attempt at this so Let's make it good, welcome back To another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast, each week the Movies by Minute Hosts Ethan McKinley, me From the UK, and Jim O'Kane The man, the legend from Texas, USA uh, Examine the 1999 Frank Oz directed comedy Bowfinger one minute of screen time per episode, and here we go. Uh, Jim is going to hand. Well, I'm going to hand you over to Jim now. He's going to tell us the intro and the outro of this
1: scene because I've not got my notes page on there. So we nearly made it. Awesome. And no, I- it's, you're you're, <laughs> you're clo- close enough. You, 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 close. you got us. You got us out in front of the emergency ward, so it's fine. We're just going <laughs> to just going to spill out into the street. But uh, we're uh, we're starting minute minute 29, which uh, in this episode is called one take with Kit. So it starts with. Uh, 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 Bobby Bowfinger is still waving in his crew from the Mexican border into the back of his van, which seems totally pro- you know, promising. And uh, then uh, uh, Bowfinger announces, uh, finishing with, uh, he's announcing that they're going to start filming 7 a.m. tomorrow. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. But in the, you know, in the meantime, we're going to be looking at the uh, the new crew.
0: Well, that's not unusual. I was going to say, sometimes you get cast in a thing and you're going, when do we start? It's 6 a.m. tomorrow. And you're like, oh, that's happened to me a couple of times. So that's, <laughs> uh, that yeah. happens across the board, bow finger level or, <laughs> you know, mofing finger level. I don't know. But, yeah, so I think we said that just after the show uh, last time, You asking about this Bollywood film being cast in, uh, what's going on with that? I was like, I don't know. They might ring me and be, be on set in, like, tomorrow afternoon in, in uh, Assam, India. I don't know. But that can happen because it's happened a bunch of times before. Or there's a rewrite, or there's a this or that, and you know they have to go and change everything, and you're over here now, and then you're here, so. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, it's yeah, never never a dull moment. So you could be on a plane <laughs> to Calcutta tomorrow. So, um, the, and you know, and and meanwhile, this you know this this movie that we're watching took something like twelve years from uh, the initial inception to actually yep. rolling film. That's correct. Uh, and I think that's that's typical. It's very very much a hurry up and wait business. Yes, um, well, I think we discussed that on the
0: first episode On Monday's episode about the greatest films Never made, I think uh, listeners can actually Type into Google the greatest blockbusters Or films never made And like I said, Ridley Scott's Crusade is on there With Arnold Schwarzenegger, that defunct film And then I Am Legend, which became that Francis Lawrence Film in 2007, and that was going to have Arnold In it as well, but there's a whole bunch of those That just get left in development hell Or get left on the shelf or brought back I think sometimes films get brought back after years Of being in some kind of like script freezer. And then I guess the culture has changed or filmmaking has changed. And it doesn't quite fit. I can't think of one to hand now, but yeah, there's all, it's like, this feels, this feels like a move from like 2003.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think uh, pa- Planet of the apes when it was Peter Bowles, uh, Pierre Bowles uh, uh, thing was originally, I think it was written in 1954 and immediately optioned, but nobody said, well, how are we going to do a yeah. you know, picturing, having a bunch of guys in gorilla masks and <laughs> the technology wasn't there. So no. uh, so, you well, know, I, that's retroactively, the
0: that's kind of what they ended up with by the fourth and fifth one, wasn't it? And they yeah. shot it on the Nakatomi, well, the Fox lot that was like, nokatomi Plaza that isn't, but there, you know what I mean, outside the Fox buildings. And there's that yeah. big battle. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, no <laughs> money left. No money left. But you still had the the property. I mean, the franchise. Yeah. Is, it, and yeah, that's that's the sh- diminishing returns equals uh, diminishing <laughs> budget. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh yeah it's 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 just amazing how sometimes these are you know super topical films get made suddenly um yeah. um i you know I'm, I'm thinking of uh all the 9 11 movies that were made like uh flight 93 yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, september 11. those were rolled out maybe two years after look at uh 30 seconds over tokyo that was yeah. shot i mean the the actual events occurred in 1942 and I think it was rolled out either at the very end of '42 or the beginning of '43. So within months after the uh, the actual Doolittle uh, raid on Tokyo, uh, they had a whole you know two hour movie built out of it with a storyline and everything. So uh, oh. yeah, just just amazing. But of course, you know, at the time Warner Brothers was, was that kind of a they- factory. <laughs>
0: you know, they might
1: like spend fifty years developing the scripts. Like this happened twenty years ago. What are you doing? It's like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: do a rewrite yeah <laughs> sorry, you carry
1: know on, jim, and, you no 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 and no, now no, no, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know when the i mean you think about they made uh mrs miniver which was about yeah. Dun, dunkirk that was done in 1945 i want to say 45. and uh so that was rolled out less than five years after or f- about five years after the the actual events of 1940 um 1942 sorry jim i correct you there
0: Sorry. 42 excuse me yes
1: um but uh, William Wyler. uh yeah I mean those those events you know rolling out immediately but then you think they make another Dunkirk movie and it's 80 years after the events so uh yeah. <laughs> it just depends on how topical you want to be <laughs> um I think for for its time this is this is pretty much how movies were made in 1999 there's uh oh yeah there're a bunch of indie films there're a bunch of uh pirate guys that are kind of breaking the rules and things and uh you know doing what they can to get it, it's the like you said the ed wood uh school of of filming and uh I, I i don't know like where where you fall in your in your production of how many bobby bowfingers have been in your life versus cecil Beta mills uh um,
0: well more bobby bowfingers <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which I'm like dipping my toe back in the water now Just trying to pick up uh, Fine filmmakers doing short films and things I've just just reached out to the National Film and Television School Which makes, uh, it's essentially like the RADA Or the Juilliard for filmmakers It's in Beaconsfield, London And uh, they have like If anyone types in the National Film and Television Theatre Onto your laptop and look at their site They've got second to none uh, Film facilities and things It was started by Lord Lou Grade I think He was a very famous, yeah, you know him he started that school and anyone that goes there they're taking about 15 students a year so it's like it's watched by the industry and most people that leave there come on and go out to be very big big things i did one with them about 10 years ago and it won a bafta wow a film called a short film called southwesterly so i'm r- returning to the well to try and prime the pump tomorrow and send to me i was go. hey take me on put me in a short film again so that's what we that's not bow finger level though but we are looking elsewhere also <laughs> yeah well yeah
1: it, well i mean lou Gray himself when you think about think about yeah, him, yeah. He did he did everything from uh the thunder the thunderbirds with his baby with that's jerry it. anderson yeah and um muppet show Yep. uh oh a prisoner the prisoner so yeah but, yeah uh yeah just just you know picturing it, you don't have to have high culture to make great movies and, <laughs> and you know that 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 that's where it's at. But uh, yeah, if you have the right equipment and things, I mean, here, here, the big one is USC. If you go to USC, uh, you yeah, Southern so California, yes. that's California. all, you know, you, you wind up in Spielberg land where you're, you know, making duel and stuff like that. You get plucked out of there and say, oh, here, I'm, I get to do that the high this stuff. <laughs> Well, a
0: bit um, Bowfinger-esque, was going to say. Spielberg, I think, cheekily snuck onto Universal Light lot and I think set up an office. This is, the well, the, the Hollywood legend, I think. He just started working at the studio for free and just being around, didn't he? So he got spotted by, I think, befriended Sid Sheinberg. And then that's kind of what started his career, I think, at Universal. Yeah. I think within like two or three years, he was directing, is it... uh What's the Rod Sterling thing that was Oh, in the night, 70s? Gall- night gallery? Yeah, yeah. with like yeah. Joan Crawford and stuff. And that led him onto his like television film career with Jew- Jewel and stuff. Yeah. But I think that was just him being having some Moxie and precociousness and cheek.
1: And and that's yeah, pretty yeah. much
0: where I mean
1: where yeah. Bofinger is. So it's he's not Yeah.
0: So I am saying like that's the link.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm sure Frank Oz was exposed to all that when watching uh, watching how all these other different <laughs> directors made it. That's you know, you you fake it till you make it. And exactly. Y- people <sighs> as you know I mean, nowadays you've got google and people can google what you've been doing but uh <laughs> you know back then you could just tell me hey, well i'm a famous producer and i do this and that and you if you have the right letterhead everybody believes you
0: that's the lazenby sir isn't it? george lazenby you he heard they were looking for a new bond connery had left uh, diamonds of forever hadn't happened yet and there was that gap in time and he just ran past i think the secretary and into yeah. uh not broccoli who's the other one uh, harry saltzman's office went hey i'm the, i'm your new bond he got his hair cut By uh, the same uh, barber, I think he went to Turnbull (laughs) and and got a Connery suit, and went in there and bang, yeah, and lied about he'd done all these European films in Europe and Australia, which they couldn't check up on. He said, yeah, same thing.
1: Yeah, and and I think uh, if memory serves, he got hired because he was so cheeky. He was, you know, it was like I, you know, that's the kind of that's the that's the kind of attitude we need from the next Bond. And so, (laughs) but that was the kind of attitude that unravelled him in the end. That
0: arrogance got him the job, but then it kind of like soured. Soured the patch, didn't it? Yeah, lis- yeah, listening
1: to um, uh, uh, like the fellow from Pirate Radio, the, the Pirate yeah, Radio guy the, told the,
0: him uh, the the Svengali person, you know, this, uh, yeah, this you know, one thing's going to go out of fashion. You should take LSD and all this stuff. Grow a beard. You shouldn't have a beard when you meet the Queen. He met. It was at the premiere. He had a beard and stuff. So. He started putting a lot of noses out of joints, including the gut, the stuntman's nose he broke, which got him the job. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, he wound up doing uh, chock, chop sake movies and uh, yeah. Well, That's the
0: bow thing, the spirit. That's <laughs> yes. That's... Yeah. It's,
1: you, but that's, you know, you never know how it's going to turn out to roll the dice. But, um, one thing I do have to say in this yes. particular minute, I love the cinematography. The lighting is fantastic. Everybody yeah. is glowing. Um, the, who is uh, it is it dean cundy or someone or oh, no? i think so yeah i think it is and uh, is it I mean, yeah i was
0: gonna say it's got that kind of dean cundy look i was like it can't be yeah
1: it, it's um yeah i mean it's just everybody has the side light and it's just no nobody looks bad in this they all look like they're just no. getting ready for their class picture um yeah uh, steve martin's in his own key light and it's just, I just <laughs> gosh all the you know the, the classic noir scenes with the venetian blind uh Uh, the nation blind shadows on the wall and the lights on top of light, you know, light source in frame and, ah, and so deep too, all the way into that, that back office that he has there. You can see the, uh, the, the different rooms are lit up. So it's amazing depth. Um, and it's just a (laughs) comedy movie. It doesn't, (laughs) it it doesn't have wrong. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this nice. That's what I'm saying.
0: No, no, not at all. I was going to say it's not Dean Cundey folks. I messed up. It looks like his stuff though. It's, uh, Uli Steiger, uh, a cinematographer, basically. Well, he is a cinematographer. He did uh, The Day of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, what else? Independence Day. Godzilla worked with Roman, Roland Emmerich. Con Air, So, yeah, wow. he had a, a glittering career, but it's not Dean Cundey. I apologize,
1: UL, Uli. No, it it, does, it <laughs> does look like it, though. I, I agree. There's so much... It definitely knows about uh, lighting temperatures and uh, how to sh- yeah. how to show depth in a scene. Everybody's separated yeah. from everybody. The the one little clip there about uh, let's see about uh, thirty seconds, thirty seven seconds in. Everybody is separate. Like there, there's two rows of actors, and everybody's separated by a backlight. So you know yep. that there's there's depth there. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, C- Christine Baranski just looks brilliant with that. Uh, that, that lighting from underneath she's got the little halo in her eyes with the corona yeah. um but yeah she's just, in the,
0: the grinch isn't she i remember she's what the played. right yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> uh quite a career she's in um oh what's the julian fellows uh, gilded age she's now in the gilded That's it. age yes you mentioned her yesterday
0: didn't you or the yeah Monday's yeah. episode yes yes yes
1: yeah and just the the makeup that yeah she's she, her character would wear that hot coral uh, lipstick just to sand out and it's just uh, yeah, it's brilliant stuff
0: it was a good year for films actually 99 we had uh, lots of classics The Fight Club, Matrix, uh, American Beauty, uh, Office Space Sleepy Hollow uh, Ghost Dog I remember that, Payback of Mel Gibson The Thomas Crown Affair remake Analyze This, South Park the movie Being John Malkovich, Thin Red Line Terrence Malick's, like one film every 10 years movie Talented Mr. Ripley, Kevin Smith's Dogma uh, the Limey, I think Terrence stamps in this as well,
1: isn't he? Have, have yeah, I,
0: I read, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, Eyes Wide Shut, Galaxy Quest. That's a great year for movies, that is, yeah,
1: and all different genres not just comedy, yeah. but action, a drama. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it was intense, and uh, I guess it was just to feed that maw that was becoming the uh, the DVD libraries, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's when I first got my DVD
0: play in 1999. I got the Road Warrior which is just a vanilla disc, but I wanted to see it in like what, what, what we thought was HD then. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the thing, which uh, was this, I'd heard over many years that the uh, laser disc is the thing, had all this great stuff on it, delete scenes, all this stuff. And then bang, uh, DVD arrives and was accessible to everyone. And they just ported over a lot of the stuff From the laser disc to DVD. And I think I watched that until the disc broke or wore out. How you do that with a laser beam hitting a CD, I don't know. We'll just go with it. But Uh, uh, yeah, my first and still one of my favorite uh, DVDs, the thing. Great uh, content. But yeah, 1999. What
1: are you? We got ours about the same year, maybe the year before, I'm not sure. But there was a. It might have been 88, but yeah, it was a weird. It it was a weird. um, It was like a weird confluence of that you get if you bought the dvd player you got some free ones and we wound up with spartacus um <laughs> uh what's the uh catherine zeta jones and uh entrapment entrapment there yeah, yeah. A- 1999
0: right. as well by the way yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Entra-
1: yeah entrapment uh uh spartacus and sphere oh yeah. yes the uh barry
0: levinson film which i've only seen yeah. one so i can't remember it
1: not yeah not memorable that. but that's the i think that's the point of the movie uh <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it deep was, blue yeah. sea as well i think deep blue sea is 99 is that 98 well maybe 98 uh, but yeah yeah in there yeah just just tons of flicks coming out all at once and uh you yeah, know which would feed hbo for uh for decades to follow years. And, Yes, now i think
0: sopranos easy. is 2000 is it on 99 the sopranos series one mm. what was the big thing around the early 2000s hbo is it the Sopranos? right i think
1: yeah, probably. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. it was the it was the uh the age of uh, additional networks. The WB network was big. Uh, Paramount had UPN, um, kind of churning there, and uh there was so much there was so much material, like a lot of TV shows cranking out at the time. Um, animation animation was huge at the time. South Park, uh, uh Mission Hill, J- Josh, uh, Josh Weinstein and Bill Oakley uh, theme, and just about everybody in there everybody and their brother had some kind of a, an animated thing going at the time <laughs> um the age of uh, nickelodeon uh animation was big but yeah it was just a, just an amazing time when you think about there weren't any well there were but there weren't many uh studios relying on franchises yes and they were, they were yes. taking these kind of chances that you could see a bowfinger
0: it's before the bob iger takeover got homogenized and bought and all everything's owned by disney now and it, I think, it, as we said in the previous episode, I think a lot of art is suffering because of that. So they're just buying something, not knowing what to do with it, and this it goes across the board in television and film and stuff. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, and they and they've paid so much for it, they can't afford to take a chance. You've got to yeah. make your money back, so make it exactly, or make it different, or do that, yeah. do something with your your IP. You've got to yeah. you got to squeeze every last drop of cash <laughs> out of it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I don't know if these days will come back, although it, it does seem to come back in places like YouTube or places yeah. like Hulu. And, you know, it, 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 these, the, uh, the, smaller, uh, the smaller streaming services seem to be a little yeah. bit more risky in, uh, in, in well, making Well, they, new
0: they broke the Predator out, didn't they? Even though that was a kind of, uh, I don't know, is this going to be, it's actually pretty good. I think they showed the Predator too much, but that came out on Hulu. And I think that deserved a cinema release. And I think there was something else recently that came
1: out that went straight His- onto a... History of the World Part Two is coming out. Mel Brooks's final sequel uh, is is coming out. He's on making Hulu. that. He's made it oh, already.
0: See, I've learned something new in this episode, Jim. Well, oh, really, that's yeah, great. yeah.
1: It's in, on Hulu, direct to Hulu.
0: Why has it taken forty well, odd years to make the
1: sequel? Finally, <laughs> he finally found a, a slot for it, and it's you know established IP, so they'll they'll yeah. pay for it. So um, he called
0: it Part One, didn't he? For years, I thought with CBS, Fox, VHS. You know, yeah. And he can't, like, you it. know,
1: it's, I mean, sadly enough, every, everybody else in all of his other movies is either dead or not capable of making movies anymore. So it's like, you can't do a Blazing Saddle sequel. You can't do a Young Frankenstein sequel. You can't do a, well, they've made producers again as a musical, but, yeah. um you know, it's like, what else, what other properties can he redo? Yeah,
0: um, He's always at the, like the same age as well, kind of. Yeah, Even now you take a few liver spots
1: off, And, you know, uh, powered him down. He still looks the same. And that's the same energy pretty much as well. He he just showed up in a, there's a great documentary that's available on HBO called uh, Automat. And it's about the history of the Horn and Hardot Automat. Mm. And he had talked to a young filmmaker who said, yeah, you should make a movie about the Automat. And she did. And he promised (laughs) that he'd be in the movie and he wound up narrating it. So, um, you know, 1926
0: he was born. My God.
1: Yeah, ninety six as we're recording this. So uh just a tough tough cookie. So um, he's he's made that, right? He's filmed, it's in the can yeah, written filmed in the can already. Is he in yeah. it as well? Uh I don't know. I don't although yeah. I would not be surprised if he had a uh a cameo. You have to have, have a
0: physical thing. as a director, past a certain age you have heard, past seventy five. You have to have a physical before you do the film and stuff, etc.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah.
0: it it would be well, difficult to so do. Yeah. More power to him, that's great. Well done, Mel. Yeah, I love that. That's
1: great knowing that. Um so it's uh, hopefully, hopeful I you know hopefully he can get away with the same things that he did back then. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to, uh, to thread that needle. Um, but, uh, you know, it's nice that filmmakers, are, it's the original filmmakers are still out there making films. Um, Oh, that's great. I love Wow. That. Well, uh, and you know, it's, it's probably, as, as people are listening to this in the, whatever, you know, this will be coming out in March, April, but, uh, hopefully it's been on hulu for a while and people have been watching it we don't know we don't know what the movie's like yet but uh <laughs> if uh, if you've watched it hopefully uh hopefully it was an enjoyable pastime yeah i've um, got
0: it now folks it's uh, a tv series not a film but i think the uh, original was episodic in a sense wasn't it It would go all yeah. over the place so yeah yeah, yeah it's good talking about it in mute this, <laughs> this i could thank oh that's so good That's made my day i can't wait for this <laughs> pray it doesn't stink folks it's gonna be good it's gonna be good yeah that's great yeah. oh bless him that's really good to
1: know Wow. So yeah, there's there's still opportunities to be this way. Although the problem is you you know, it's like what what do you resurrect? What do you re what do you remake yeah. that would work? Um how how many times has Terminator gone to the well? That's you know
0: about three. How many are there? Six, four too many.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the T V series and you know, it's it's just endless. Um I don't think there'll That's be a so bowfinger 2, Although if there were I'd watch it. There could be though yeah it's, it's i was gonna say
0: because steve martin still like mel Brooks. steve martin's always looked 48 in yeah in fact i think there's a quote in the film isn't it when he mentions he's uh, yeah
1: they can smell 50 yeah it's,
0: yeah he's 49 <laughs> but his media age is 38 or something i think somewhere yeah yeah They can smell 50
1: yes there it is <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah <laughs> and yeah he really hasn't he really hasn't changed he know, he just yeah. got different glasses but uh yeah You know, you think he was he was working on the Smothers Brothers show back in the mid '60s. He was working at Disney in early '60s, at Disneyland itself in the early '60s. So, what was uh, he
0: doing then? How did he start his career? I I know he became like a prop uh, comic and was a big thing in the '70s. He played. He was. uh, He
1: he worked at the magic shop. He told he sold people magic tricks, and he also performed with a banjo on uh, Main Street USA. Right. (laughs) Um, you know he learned he learned his entertaining chops on the big sweaty unwashed masses uh, marching through Disneyland for years. Um, and, you know, he knew, he knew what was popular. And then turned that into writing and, uh, yeah, and doing yeah. comedy. Oh, so he goes
0: way back to the 60s. I just thought he appeared in like the mid 70s. Yeah. Kind of no, like the way no, that he, Robin Williams and the Comedy Store and this and that. No, oh, okay. Yeah, no, he
1: was, I mean, he, he wrote for the Smothers Brothers, the comedy, uh, the Smothers Brothers comedy show back in the uh, like 67, 69 and around there. And that Along was post
0: Disney with- after he'd been a Disney person or a yeah. employee
1: essentially. Yeah. I mean he wrote with people like uh, uh Bob Eisenstein, who's Albert Brooks's brother, yeah. and uh you know, all the all the folks that were that were doing comedy back then. Um yeah, it's 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 weird because you don't think of him as being that old, but he was no. a very young guy when he did that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um but then by the seventies he was gray already, so he kind of never aged, did he? Yeah, like no, I said, yeah
1: go yeah my, my advice go gray early like like <laughs> me
0: uh <laughs> not not a silver fox an arctic fox
1: there you go yeah yeah yes. there you go <laughs> <laughs> polar bear um yeah it's uh it it it's just amazing what what a career that he's had and that he's kept it yeah, going yeah, yeah. and he's still you know he's still relevant he's still competent to uh yep. to get there. they haven't they haven't shipped him off to branson so um
0: yeah he can't, he, i'm looking at him now pictures he kind of looks pretty much the same his yeah. hair's a bit thinner but apart and it's white but apart from that, it's still him yeah and he, has, he hasn't kind of melted away into his neck or anything like a lot of people do He kind of still he looks yeah like he might still like mel brooks you could go oh yeah he,
1: he hasn't like codified yeah. or yeah and <laughs> you know and not not a bad looking guy for 77 no, as, as our st- recording st- still hanging on yeah gosh i hope i you know i, I hope i can pull that off at 77 well, well, you're if you 27 look... now, Jim. So you know you've sure, got ways yeah. to go. Children's well, I'm and... I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures of him now, and I'm looking at pictures of him on a the poster for Father of the Bride that was uh, 30 <laughs> years ago. Yep. And he looks; he has not changed. It's just <laughs> spooky.
0: Um, wow. start off looking old, folks. That's how you do it to be a ter- to be forever young.
1: Look yeah. old when start, you're young. Start looking old early. Yeah. The uh, there was a guy. There was a guy on the. Uh, the american show hee haw named grandpa jones and yeah. he started the character of grandpa jones when he was 26 Damn. and he, he'd add uh baby powder to his hair to make it look white and he said as the as the years went by i just had to stop less powder like, less makeup you know, less, less powder yeah
0: <laughs> less grease paint lines that crush your mouth and yeah for his feet yeah yeah so uh
1: he yeah. became
0: he, he became the character of a slow period but he got there in the end yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Well somehow all this relates to bowfinger. Bowfinger just, you know. Hey, look, we've covered the cast, we've covered the Mexican people, we've covered whereas, uh, everything yeah.
0: the, the the bowfinger f- i guess spirit of all these other filmmakers yeah. we've hit mel brooks well, the comedy legends and we come right back to steve mine come on
1: they do they do they do come up with one thing that we haven't discussed is uh he's talking about contracts which of course this is a fake contract because uh, kit ramsey's in, in, agreed to nothing yeah but uh he gives them all the all these different uh riders in the contract uh, I, you must have had weird riders in your contract have you ever had anything that's like uh I, you know i'm other than, i'm sure you have like uh, strangely when i've worked on events like
0: an event like a party for a famous person. Like we worked at Elton John's house once which is called Lakeside, which is in I think heart no sorry or Hartfordshire somewhere just outside London. Yeah, through this big lavish garden party for the AIDS Foundation thing. We had to sign all these little things. I won't do this, I won't do that. I won't approach any of them or ask him any for an autograph or this or that. Because I've done that. But weirdly you're saying that because you've seen the screen grab Jim uh Mabub, the producer of this film Sea Car, I'm doing has said the NDNA, NDA will be coming shortly to sign. So let's find out what's in that. Maybe we can reconvene <laughs> for a special episode. And then, where And then you won't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I can't talk about, folks, on the form that I'm not supposed to talk about. We're going to talk about. Yeah, there we go. So we shall see. This might be my bow finger, first bow finger contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting me in this movie has been a rocky road, folks. Yeah. We'll just t- say that. See,
1: see what happens if you tell them that you don't want to see the camera. Yeah. Uh, it- <laughs> I, I
0: I just hope they don't just plot me somewhere in the middle of the jungle and there's tigers everywhere. that, that just act. Like, <laughs> yeah. I may never come back. So yeah, then we yeah. we can
1: do Tropic Thunder minute. You'll the, have some the, ti- the tiger claws. Avoid yeah. that in the
0: contract. We shall <laughs> see, but we'll I'll, we'll get updated. I was casting this what two months ago or six weeks ago. We still don't know what's going on, but yeah, apparently, this yeah. is how they work, and we love them for it. So, there we go. Uh, but we'll yes. see.
1: No, you get your
0: yellow fever <laughs> shot, and we'll be
1: all, all ready to roll. So, it's good. Wow. Well, I think we've come to the bitter end of this. Well, the lovely end of this, uh, this wonderful. This has
0: been my favorite episode. I've, we found our stride now, Jim. Yeah, I think I, think I love this.
1: We're just, just in time to finish up tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> it's good. It's, we, we, always, we always get into, into well, the You, you the know groove. what?
0: I'm happy to come back anytime, as I said, to the listeners and you, Jim. I love you, Jim. I think you're amazing. You always keep me guessing. I've learned new things today like I did. And then Mel Brooks has got a new film come out. It's always uh, a joy and a pleasure to be on because I learn things. So it's edutainment for me and hopefully the listeners.
1: Ah, well, you are you are the 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 toy surprise at the bottom of the box of cracker jacks for me. It really it's it's a never a dull moment here. Wow. Well, thank you for having me on. Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Okay, folks. Now, if you love this show, the Bowfinger Minutes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and of course the main site, bowfingerminute.com. dot com. And if you fancy this, please give us a lovely review or subscribe, and it will help us uh, climb the ranks in the Apple Podcasts. Because I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to hear this stuff? Two charismatic so-and-sos like me and Jim. What do you think? Anyway, if you have any questions or queries or you want to get into an argument with a a person about uh, the film itself, for anyone, of course, keep it clean, uh, you can go to Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute listeners' centre on Facebook and on Twitter and, of course, at Bowfinger Minute. And, by the way, uh, if you like this show or any others, there are over 200, as we found this week, uh, minute shows so if both fingers not your thing how dare you will listen to the end of the season uh but you can find some of jim and mine my, my other work airport minute am i missing anything uh andromeda strain minute uh <laughs> rocketeer minute best years of allies minute and silverado minute bang we got them yeah We've been and on the-
1: into the uh, night minute
0: In- oh my god of
1: course <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite weirdly why is it my favorite film of all time i did a podcast for for jim and uh We've worked on these things for seven years now. So uh, give us some love. And of course, give the other shows some love. Back to the Future Minute, Jaws Minute, Star Wars Minute, which I think is still going, is that correct? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Indiana Jones Minute. B- there's bunches of them out there. Yeah, yeah. And Any we keep- film, obscure, like even like i said,
0: obscure films like Into the Night, uh, there's a film for everyone out there, and you can go into the grim detail of movie history, probably the life history of the host as well. Who knows what you can discover in these 200 episodes that are out there? So, uh, anything else you want to say, Jim, before we wrap up?
1: No, I think we're all set. Let's go. Let's go over to uh, to, to get here for tomorrow. People can rest up for, for our Friday episode, going out with a bang.
0: <laughs> okay, folks. Well, in the meantime, keep it together. This time without the erection, and keep it together. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Benita McKinley, and the lovely Jim O'Kane. Thank you, sir. Been a pleasure. See you tomorrow for Friday's final episode. And hopefully after that, I may be back, but who knows? <laughs>
1: Adios. <laughs> took together, children. I hope that we'll
0: see you again. Because there's always one more.